We're back. We're back, everybody. The Fandalorian Club is alive and well. Uh, we are back on the airways. Um, we apologize for the delay in getting this show back up and running. It's honestly, it's it's one hundred percent on me. I mainly have it's I've been sick as hell, um, and we just weren't able to schedule enough people to do this alongside Brian. And I don't want to have Brian just talk about Bad Batch by himself. It, it's not that fun. Um, so uh, yeah, that's, you can blame me, but we're here, we're ready to go, kicking along for season two of the Bad Batch. Very very excited to talk Star Wars. Um, it's just it's it's always exciting when we get Star Wars, and oh, it's yeah. funny. In about in about six weeks, we're probably going to be saying the other thing uh, because we're going to be talking about Star Wars twice a week, twice on one day, possibly. Are they going to be in the same day? There's at least one week, at least one week where Bad Batch and Mando are in the same week. It might be more than one week, but I know for a fact there's at least one week where they both come out at the same time. Oh my god. Um, on top of, oh wait, no, The Last of Us will be over. No, it won't. The Last of Us will be going. <laughs> we are going to be busy. <laughs> and then the Secret Invasion comes at some point too for Marvel Rewind. So, um, March March is probably going to kill us. Just FYI, everybody. Uh, but yeah, look, thank you so much for joining us. Hanging tight while we get this show back up and running. Uh, we appreciate all you guys joining us. Uh, I do sound a little better today. Um, I'm not as nasally. Uh, but the show is just starting, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Brian is Wednesday. It's hump day. It's middle of the week. How you doing, man? Good. I'm snacking because I'm starving. Because I yeah, it's ASMR started. with Brian over there. Is it? Can you hear me chewing? A little bit. Oh, it's because they're pretzels. So the pretzels <laughs> crunch. So, John, ready to finally talk some bad batch. Um. About it. I'm hungry. No, I mean, look, we, we have we obviously have a lot to cover. Um, we were just talking a little bit backstage. We're not going to cover one and two really that much. We may just gloss over it here quickly at the start. Um, uh, and obviously they're great episodes, but they're very much like beginning staging episodes, right? Just kind of getting us back into the fold with the characters. Uh, we definitely want to focus a little bit more on three and, and four, obviously, which is the one of today. Um, so Brian, just quickly start us off here. Uh, we now have four episodes of the Bad Batch and just kind of a little bit more focus on one and two. Um, your reaction and kind of excitement getting back in with these characters in this world. I mean, I'm always excited for more Star Wars. Especially uh, Star Wars animation. Yeah. So I'm totally down with what they're putting out right now. Loved. Oh, wait. Are we only talking about one and two? Just talk on one and two. We'll get to three. Okay. Um. I'm trying to even remember now. It was oh, the mission. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. They went to uh, Dooku and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Loved seeing Dooku, like, home planet. Loved the connection of, like, that whole <coughs> thing that was going on. So that was cool. I... I... Go. <laughs> um, it's me. I, I, yeah, no, you're good. You're good. I'll, I'll do it. I'm, I'm fine now. I'm fine. Okay. Okay. Um, no, I, I love when they revisit Clone Wars stuff. That's what I liked. That's yeah. what I was going to say. 100%. I felt like I was watching Clone Wars again. The first well, three, and, especially. Yeah. And, and, uh, like obviously they're going to Dooku's own planet and we spent a lot of time there doing Clone Wars and, uh, him being such a big part of, of a lot of those storylines and him being such a big part 
of the separatists and, and the whole war that happened. Um, and it was, it was cool to see it. But the second that we saw essentially his, his version of a throne room, like Dooku's office per se, I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like that is cool. Um, Cause it's like, it's like bringing this eerie feeling back of you get all these flashes of how many big moments happened. Right. Like, um, like we saw Asajj and Dooku fight in that, I chamber. was just like, about to say that there's so many cool moments that we can look back on to from the clone wars. When we see that type of stuff. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the mission's cool. It's, it's, they're not bounty hunters. They're, they're more like raiders. And I love the fact that they're, they bring sent on these missions to do this stuff for Sid. I, that we talked about it last season. That's what I wanted to see from them. As soon as we started moving on from like, kind of like the connection to the empire and, and all that stuff, but you have the Empire connection here. At the very end, we get that officer, and I'm forgetting his name. Is it Rampart? Yes, it, it's Rampart, right? Um, he takes a turn, and he's obviously hiding things, and he shoots the clone, um, which Dude. is a big deal, like a big, big deal. Dude. Um, like yeah. mo- maybe, maybe more, maybe more officers were doing that, but like that's full on like hiding stuff, and it also leans to the side that we talked about so much with this is that clones not all clones clearly were all for the empire like and we saw it in episode three as well we'll get to episode three here in a second but there's so many cool overlapping layers that even if it feels like an episode that won't matter 10 episodes down the line there's still something in there that you can pick on and be like that was very important to the story that they're telling yeah um and that's what star wars animation has always done like for the most part about 99 of the time most of the Star Wars animation stuff is very, very important. And you can pick at least one thing out of an episode and be like, okay, that is a huge moment for this character, for this story, for these characters, whatever. Um, and that's definitely going to come back around, obviously, uh, as we get more into the character of Rampart and everything. But yeah, I enjoyed it, man. I, I There's some cool stuff. There was some really cool stuff with Omega and kind of where her headspace was at um, and how she's feeling about, you know, the batch, obviously, and what they did for her. Um I thought they were two great episodes to kind of reintroduce everything. I thought they were great. Yeah, agreed. Um, Go ahead, Brian. Like... Talk about three. Oh no, no, no! I was just going to say it to the last <laughs> part of the killing the clone. <clears throat> like it shows you, like almost like they're still almost kind of like robotic in the sense of like, well, I can't break this rule. Yeah. Well, they're they're and... very by the guideline. Exactly. They're very so by it's... the guideline. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, they did like the Order sixty six and all that stuff, and betrayed people. But they're still following like that. This was this is the rule. I need to follow this thing. Yeah, and I mean they weren't ever really like given the empire. I mean they weren't made for the empire. So the empire is just like, oh, you're not gonna do this. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, when that happened, I was like, they're not gonna just shoot him right in front of this. Like, because I mean. It's not made for kids, but it's like it's animation tends to be like a little bit more lighthearted. And I don't know, man. Clone Wars was dark. Fair. And this is in the vein of Clone Wars. So that's very fair. So, but yeah, no, it just caught me by. I was just like, oh, oh my God. Like they just, I mean, I I love it just because it it set, it sets the tone. Right. And oh, and also, it also kind of elevates the character of Rampart a little bit. Like we got him in the first season, but he was just kind of like a, tiptoey 
classic imperial colonel mm-hmm. who was trying to step in and do his officer duties. Now it's like, okay, this You're dude is willing to do stuff. He's he's willing to do stuff, and he's he's going like you said, he's going to be the antagonist to these characters eventually when we kind of come back around. Um, but yeah, so let's let's kind of move move it forward a little bit into episode three. We get the whole imperial spectrum here. Um, we get it from their point of view. We pick back up with Crosshair, um, and we learn that he was basically stranded on Camino for, I believe they said a couple weeks or a couple days. Um, I could be wrong. I think it was maybe around a week or something. I could be wrong. Ten days? Yeah, something like that. But uh, anyway, he was stranded, and he was still kind of recovering. He was he was just getting back into the fold. He was cleared for active duty, and Cody picks him up as part of his squad, which super cool way to bring him back into the fold. We've all been waiting. Uh, 30 uh, rotations. That's what it was. Thank right. you, Andy. Thank you. Um, and Gordon. Thank you. 32 rotations. Yeah. Um, but a, a great way to reintroduce the character of Cody, who we've been waiting to see, right? Ever since Order 66, obviously. Um, and we see that he's leading a squad and he has his own troopers with him. He's got his original clone armor, which I thought was very interesting. Um, I love that they're kind of holding on to that a little bit. Uh, but the dynamic across here and Cody was forefront. They go on a little mission again of the Empire trying to take over a world that does not want to be taken over. Mm-hmm. And we get to see some violent things happen um, and show that, you know, they're even if they're told no and they have a good relationship with the planet, they're going to do whatever they can to basically get a grip on that planet. So um, some very cool stuff happened in this episode. Uh, obviously, the episode ends with learning that Cody went AWOL, which is extremely interesting. He can still uh, take a bullet to the head. He can still opinion. take a bullet to the head because of what he did to Obi-Wan, but he went AWOL. Yeah. Um, and Crosshair is still there. Uh, so that's going to be interesting picking back up with them. But yeah, Brian, let's let's talk about episode three because you said this is your favorite so far. Yeah, this is easily my favorite so far as the church bells are going on in the background. Um, yeah, I mean... We love seeing a, a returning character, obviously, especially one that is a little bit infamous because it's like, oh, how dare you turn on Obi-Wan? Like, he's, he's literally the he's the single clone from live actions that everyone knows. Probably, yeah, him and Rex. Like, there's obviously some others that were well, mentioned, not even right? Rex. But, no, Rex wasn't live action. That's what I'm saying. Like, Cody know, is the one yeah. from live action that everyone goes real- to. But um, yeah, that episode was just like I was that one. It was just dark, was, which we love. That if you would have slapped that in the middle of a Clone Wars season, I wouldn't have known the difference. It, <laughs> it it felt like a Clone Wars episode. In fact, one of my coworkers he um he watches all this stuff too, and he was just like dude, that was straight out of the Clone Wars. And I was like, yeah, it felt exactly like that. I mean, especially when, like, you're seeing all <coughs> these characters you used to see. I mean, the week before, you got to see, like, battle droids and stuff. No, oh, wait, that no, was no, this no. episode. That's this episode. That was this sorry, episode. sorry, sorry. Yeah, this episode. Um, Which, thinking, so, Brian, thinking, uh, dude, just real quick, like, think of it this way. They, they pitted viewpoints against you right like you say that it felt like a clone wars episode which it did because we're seeing clones go on a mission mm-hmm. but they're not the good guys anymore yeah. like we're seeing imperial clones which you know 
it, it can obviously be uh, uh, argued just because not all clones are fighting for it. The Empire is obviously fighting for, but we're seeing Imperial clones fight Separatist droids. Like, there's no good guys in this situation. No. I mean, at the very end, I don't remember the lady's name, when she was like, Dooku predicted this or something like, this is why we fought. Or She said something that, I, in the vein of, like, it made me go, oh, shit. Well, what, and, what Andy just said, we, it, we were cheering for the Separatists. Yeah, but it was just like, but for me, like, F after, that, F you, Dave Filoni, for making us do that. Well, <laughs> at the end of it, for me, I was like, crap, should I have been rooting for the Separatists? You should have been. Yeah, exactly, you absolutely yeah. should have been. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, so the Separatists were really actually like, they're now just key. part of the galaxy who's being overtaken. But they were like low key trying to almost save the galaxy in a way. Like, because they were, oh, yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Dooku was low key. Dooku is an interesting character because it's like this guy knew kind of what was going on. And then it's just like it makes you really think about like the old stuff where you're just like, well, and his and his impact even after his death is so mm -hmm. large across yeah. so many systems and people. Um, and, and he's been he obviously was mentioned in in the first two. He was brought into this one. He was a, a huge, if not the main antagonist of the Clone Wars for the majority of the yeah. of the series. Um, I love that they're kind of diving into the effect that that character had and still has even after his yeah. death. Um, and how many people are kind of holding on to the idea or holding on to the idea against him because uh, it's from both sides, right? In the in the second episode of the local, we saw the side of of the ones against Dooku. Um, so we're getting all sides of it here, which is really cool. But yeah, I mean, it, it makes you kind of wonder as you're seeing this story play out of, you know, well, who the hell am I supposed to be really rooting for at this point? It gives me very much like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Like, yeah, well, like, and Gordon, just, Gordon like, just said it, it's the lesser of what? two evils. Like, yeah, it's it's like what are the like we our options are so slim. Mm -hmm. We're just rooting for the for the side of the person who is just not as bad as the other, which sucks. But yeah. it's also really cool because that's the time period we are in in Star Wars. Like that, it's this. This went on for twenty years. This yeah. is what it was like for twenty years throughout Star Wars between Episode Three and Episode Four. We obviously see it in Andor. We see it in Rogue One. We're seeing it in Bad Batch. We saw it in Rebels. Like that. This was the era that Star Wars is in, and they're really diving into the idea of like. There were no good guys. There were just less bad guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the the lesser of the bad guys are what you kind of have to look for, and it's very interesting. It's very very interesting. Obviously, bad batches are the good guys in this all scenario, but when they're not involved, there's especially this early on, like the rebellion per se, or the early beginnings of it, were they were nothing. They were very yeah. small at this time period, and so it's. I, the idea of putting the Empire versus the Separatists was extremely interesting just because there's there's literally no good outcome. Like, there isn't. There's there's no good outcome in that situation. Yeah. It, it was funny because I was sitting there like, there's no way that the, any of these characters are going to survive. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, like... Most of the clones went out like that. 
I mean, not. I was talking about the separatist ones. Oh, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was sitting there like, there's no way because like the empire is going to not just be like, OK, well, you guys can have your one. Like, there's no way they would have just keep coming and coming. And yeah. Coming. Oh, they would have kept sending squads for sure. A hundred percent. So I was just sitting there like, damn, this is it's rough. But seeing like the droid cuz and tank and i'm just like ah those are all the classic things we like like i love to this day the droid because like they're just so different than anything well i saw it's funny i saw uh it was i think it was a tweet earlier today um someone was talking about how the resurgence of battle droids are is currently happening because we got them last week in bad batch we got them in the mandalorian trailer and then we're getting them in jedi survivor uh they're like all over the place so uh droids are apparently are here to stay battle droids anyway. That guy um, that voices the droids is so happy right now. Probably. Oh yeah, he's living life. Yeah, yeah for oh, sure. Yeah. He's like, uh, speaking of, yeah. of droids, I the moment Crosshair shot uh, his shot through the barrel of the gun was incredible, just incredible. And I knew exactly that's what he was going for the entire time. And I, it's it's like as much as we may hate Crosshair sometimes, he is such a cool character because the dude was being shot at by a dozen different guns and he didn't move an inch. No, he was waiting for that gun to just yep. point directly at him so he could fire away. And I love that Cody just goes through the barrel. Nice. Like it's, it's yeah. just, it was so cool. A- again, as much as we were not supposed to be rooting for them, very cool moment. Um, and then fast forwarding through the episode, the moment with the reflections of between Cody and crosshair up the stairwell. I mean, how mm-hmm. can you not love that stuff? Like that stuff is so cool. Just so unique and strategic. Um, it's such a cool, uh, you know, way to bring the ability of Crosshair to life. But then you bring in Cody and kind of the addition that he has with it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was all for the action stuff again. Not supposed to be rooting for him, but uh, super cool, super super cool. Yeah, and then you get kind of like the same, like at the end with that hesitation of like, should we be doing this type of stuff? Like, not from Crosshair. Yeah. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. And dude so is like, evil. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> second, second episode, the first one, I almost kind of, the first two, I almost kind of like smushed together. But like, it's the second, if you consider the first and the second, like one, it's this, the same next episode where a clone is like, this isn't right. Boom, dead. This isn't right crosshair kills him and he goes AWOL. So it's like, yeah, yeah, they, they committed the worst of the worst by doing order 66, but like you really, they had zero control over it. And now they're like, what is going on? Like, they're Mm -hmm. like, this isn't, something's not right. And I love seeing that like question. I keep hearing something about a clone rebellion. I mean, I, we, I think we talked about it last year um, or last season, I should say. I think we talked about the idea of um, a mass clone rebellion being the reason why clones no longer exist, right? Like they don't just escape the Empire or they all, they all just don't go AWOL. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why at some point in the galaxy in a way that they're no longer around. Um Obviously, we saw in Obi Wan that like some of them slip out; they do their thing around yeah. the galaxy. But uh, where are the masses of them? And 
I definitely think that at some point, I don't know when, but at some point I, I do think we'll see a pretty large group of characters um, form up against the empire. Maybe it's at that facility. Uh, that facility was very good. The clone facility was very cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm interested, you know, uh, Andy mentioned order 66, but I, I wanted to bring that up because, you know, it, it wasn't their decision. Like it was almost like a switch that was flipped 100%. and they just did it. They didn't know what they uh, were doing. And I, I love that line that Andy mentions here is that, you know, we have to live with it. Super interesting because, and you talked about it, Brian, they still have these ideas of them, of what kind of soldiers they're supposed to be and, mm -hmm. and what kind of people they're supposed to be. I mean, we um, heard they, it. Good soldiers that follow orders. Yeah. And they're obviously fighting for the empire right now, but do they want to be? It's not really a choice. It's just kind of where they fall. Um, what happens when things start to kind of go down with the empire they start to tighten their grip a little bit more. People are obviously going to notice. And clones are not stupid people. You no. know, they're they are very smart, strategic people in this galaxy. And no matter if they're just soldiers, they know how to do some stuff. And if they band up and and cause some stuff, it can be pretty crazy to see what happens. Obviously, we know that it doesn't end well for them, but it could be interesting. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, the thought literally just popped in my head. What if it's the Bad Batch that leads the Clone Rebellion? But then I'm like, no, because I want to see die. That's what I was gonna. I immediately. I don't want to. I don't want to see them the, die. I was like, then immediately I was like, oh shit, they would all. Yeah, no, 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 no. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Yeah. I'm. This is. You know what? This is the first time where I kind of thought. Well, actually, this is for the fourth episode, so I'll wait. Well, I mean, let's talk about because we the the last thing the episode ends with um. Crosshair being sent to another battalion by uh, Rampart. Uh -huh. And we learned that Cody went AWOL after his conversation with Crosshair and what happened. Um, and that's where the episode ends. So we, at the moment, that's where those characters are. We pick back up in episode four, uh, which is the one from today titled Faster. Uh, we do not have Echo or Hunter. Uh, we have Wrecker, we have Tech, we have Omega and Sid, which is a very cool pairing. Mm -hmm. um, and... Sid essentially brings them along on a quote unquote mission as bodyguards. Um, and we get my favorite thing in star Wars and that's racing, uh, which I, it was so cool. And obviously I would have loved for it to have been like a pod racing style, but it was like pod racing times the light cycles and Tron is what it felt like to me, which I yeah. just love. Mario um, very, I thought Mario Kart as well. Mario Kart was very prominent. I definitely thought yeah. of that. Uh, very interesting. We get a droid is, is Sid's kind of a uh, driver, if you will. Um, betting is happening. Gangsters are happening. Yeah. You know, bets are happening. It's just the classic racing shenanigans are going down. All you and, need was a hut. Yeah. And, and the batch have to save Sid after they, uh, after she does a little bit of a dirty bet. Um, and tech steps in and saves the day and it was such a cool sequence to do let him do his work and mm -hmm. do his do what he does best and um i love that i i really enjoyed today's episode i know it was like a little one-off but i thought it was so fun because we're seeing such a different side of star wars that we don't get and that's what a lot of uh clone wars did at times it introduced us to worlds and people and ideas that live action star wars can't do um and we got to see these characters in very different situations, which I loved. And uh, it's going to pay off because Sid obviously owes them one now, which is a big deal. Um, 
It's funny because like what I was going to say earlier is this is the first time where by the end of it, I was like, oh, they could maybe like split up at the end of this and just go their own way and do their own things. Like you're talking about the Bad Batch. Yeah, I definitely think that by the end of the series, I don't think they'll all be together. Well, yeah, I'm sure some will be dead, but. Um, I don't think I don't think I don't think we're gonna get a bad batch to be killed, but I I think they are gonna go their separate. You don't think ways. a single member is gonna die ever? If one does, this? It's crosshair. Oh, I, I I completely disagree with you. I think just me, maybe Hunter, maybe Hunter, but I don't I don't I don't know if I see that happening. Either way, but like what I meant, but it's like I could see like tech becoming like a racer a, a racer or like some guy that like runs a mechanic and so some something like that like and then maybe what a different one goes and does something else so it was kind of i funny seeing that because i'm just like oh like that, that could be an option of like what they had to do and they just all go their separate ways because i mean then you don't really have to like flush out like where are they? But like during Mandalorian, you don't have to be like, oh, where are they? Why aren't they showing up? Because they just went off and did their own thing. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's like, I mean, you just end it like that. Is it, is everyone going to be happy and satisfied by it? Probably not. But like, you have five unique clones. Unless they end up dead, like six. highly. Oh, six. Sorry. Math skills. Um, Six. I'm including Crosshair, that's why. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, the, a group of, five, well, five, possibly six clones, like, that's going to be noticeable at some mm -hmm. point. So, like, if mm -hmm. they were just constantly always traveling around through the movie's time period, like, let's be honest, like, they're gun someone would see, like, be like, oh, look, a bunch of clones. So, like, it makes sense that if they all at by the end of this, they all go off and have their own thing. And tech was really good at this. I mean, uh, so it's kind of made me think a little bit. I was like, mm, interesting. Like maybe they could separate by the end of this and just like, just go their own way, which I mean, would be I definitely very, think it's possible. I think, which it's would possible. be very interesting because like it's, they've, set this up very much like they're a team they stick together at all times but at the end of it maybe they're just like we can't just be together. i mean things happen and maybe they don't want to get into another war which is obviously coming at some point it's obviously years down the road but um we know that that's coming yeah uh, the events of like rebels and and so many things um you know speaking on tech real quick i i said this on twitter after i watched the episode but this episode solidified that he's my favorite character of the bad batch he's always i I love tech. I think he is such a dynamic character. Um, I think he's also come a very long way from when we originally met him. Um, you know, he, he obviously came off as a super hardcore know-it-all, which he still is in ways, but that's kind of, um, you know, been shelled just a little bit with his time with Omega and away from, you know, the stuff like the Clone Wars. And um, I just think he's such an interesting character. And I, I love Wrecker and Hunter and Echo and, and Omega, but, I just think that tech has so much to offer with the type of character he is. Um, 
you know, he's involved in a lot. And, you know, Brian, like you said, we're seeing things that, and maybe they do this for every character this season, but we're now seeing that tech is capable of a lot of different things, right? Episode two, he helped fix that machinery for the local. Mm -hmm. And now here he's not just fixing ships, but he's racing ships. And um, it's very interesting. And, and I love the idea of focusing on him and letting him get the spotlight because sometimes he has pushed back a little bit, obviously because Hunter's the leader. Um, Echo has been around for a very, very long time. You have Wrecker, who's kind of the fan favorite. He's just the one that everyone kind of gravitates to. Um, and Omega's like the main point of everything. Like what, like what is her purpose and where, what is her ability and, you know, where does she end up? And um, so I, I like that we're giving tech a little bit of a chance to kind of be in the forefront a little bit, which is really cool. So um, yeah. he's I really favorite. enjoy it. Yeah. He's, I, a, he's I, always I, been, he's always been my favorite day one without even seeing him because why he wears glasses and you do not see that very much in star Wars. No, that's mm -hmm. fair. That's ever funny. like think about it. Like think of a character right now that wears glasses. Tech. I mean, there's so many Star Wars characters Exa out there. I, that's I what I'm saying. But it, right but even then, you're just kind of like, uh, like so. It was just kind of, and it's a clone too. So it's like, it kind of, it's very much like that. Um, like if I ever wanted to dress up as a clone, <coughs> I can I can be a clone now. I could be tech because I can wear my glasses. Like that's always kind of been my thing with like the cosplaying. It's like, if I want to dress up as Thrawn, I'm going to be walking around with red eyes and glasses. It's like, what am I like smart Thrawn? Like, I mean, he already is smart. Why not? So just, Why not? I don't know. It's just, it's nice to, I get it. I get the representation, it. Um, even if it's just glasses. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, I want to bring up this from Andy. Uh, this episode was also the funniest Star Wars. I think uh, Teo, had me dying with laughter, especially great. when he gets ran over. I had to pause the show. I was laughing so hard. I mean, he was a great character. Uh, I definitely funny. thought they were like it. When we first met him, it almost felt like they were kind of inserting him as like to be a main character in a couple of yeah. episodes. But then he gets ran over and we don't see him ever again. So yeah. um, I, he was funny. And Gordon brought it up. He was voiced by Ben Schwartz, which is great. Mm -hmm. Ben Schwartz, I believe, voices Sonic. I could be wrong. Yeah, he is. Um, He's Sonic. Yeah, so uh, great I voice casting there. A, vo a droid before because I he's saw he's Twitter. a he's a huge voice actor. So well, I um, specifically a, a droid because he came on Twitter. He was like, "I love getting to voice the droids." Wouldn't be surprised. So I was like, "Oh, he has a, he has a, a, he's able to do a lot of good voice stuff." So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I love I love the addition of him. I thought he was great, um, very funny. Uh, I loved his kind of cockiness. Yeah, that's what I thought. He was a combination of uh, BB-8. He helped voice oh, yeah, BB-8, right. I believe. You're right. Yeah. yeah. It was like I, Ben Schwartz and Bill Hader and and a couple of others, I would think, helped voice BB-8. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Makes sense. I literally typed yeah, in so Ben Schwartz and it's a picture of him and then BB-8 next to it. <laughs> uh, there, there wasn't like a whole lot to talk about with this episode. Obviously, it's it's mainly just about racing. Um, I will just say that, you know, I've said it plenty of times before on this show, other shows. We need more racing in Star Wars. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. Um, I've got I, this I know, great idea for a pod racing show. No, you don't. Shut up, Brian. Um, you know, I would. I obviously love seeing it in, in animation, but I, I want it in live action. You know, if it's riot racing, awesome. If it's pod racing, awesome. If it's something like Resistance, awesome. I just I want to see a version of racing in Star Wars. I want to see that kind of pushed 
pushed forward a little bit. I think it's such a rich area of Star Wars um, in the sense of like the official stuff, you know, the kind of NASCAR y F1. You could easily do like a Ted Lasso type, not like the ha happy optimistic, but like that style of following a team that is doing a sport. Oh, kind of, yeah. Like, like, well, yeah. And I was, I was, I was going to say, um, you could do like the, and this is just my go to, but like the Days of Thunder vibe where you kind of travel around and you see him through races. Um, or you can do this version where it's kind of like the scummy version of the betting and the gangsters yeah. and, you know, that type of stuff. Uh, there's so many different versions you can do, but I think racing is just a, such a cool part of Star Wars because there's so many different styles of ships. And oh, like, right, like we saw the riot racing today, which were totally cool and interesting and different with like the guns and the, and the shields and everything. But then you have things like pod racing, which are so unique to Star Wars, obviously. There's so many different versions you can do. We just need more of it. That's all. I agree. I mean, it's it's one of the things. I mean, Star Wars very much has a lot of things where it's like, here, take it. Like, this will make you a lot of money because a lot of people want to see this. And it's yeah. any type of, like, the racing. I mean, this is the third time we've seen a different form of racing. We've got pod racing, riot racing, and that uh, one show with. That's why I said earlier, resistance, resistance. Yes, resistance. Thank yeah. you. I for I don't remember the name of the. Uh, yeah, I don't know the name of that. Uh, someone in the chat, please. I forgot the name of what that racing technically was called. Yeah, I forgot it was called too. But I mean, like it was super cool though. I love the what that whole how that was like through the rings and everything. Like that was great. Four. Well, not in t media, but in four. Uh, they do in one of the comics, Han Solo races uh, through the galaxy against different ships. Like, it's, oh yeah, and yeah, just like classic ship racing. Yeah, yeah. I forget what it it is. It's some mission, like it's like a once in a. Well, that that's that's ship. a uh, that that was on the Han Solo comic book. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, John Boos. That's you know, I mean the racing on uh, Cantabite. Like I mean, so clearly, yeah. But let's not talk about animal racing. That's animal abuse. So, well, yeah, but uh, but I mean, clearly, <laughs> like the uh, I mean the ships or crafts, whatever. I mean, I just we just gave you four examples of it in Star Wars. So three of them on, and we've and we've seen we've seen each of them only once. Yeah, in their own respected medium. Yeah, like that's that's crazy, man. Like we've only seen it once from each of them, in all like that. That just sucks. Yeah, it's like where's the Star Wars racing people? Come on, and I mean it's right there. It's right there. Star Wars sports ish show. Like that'd be interesting. <laughs> that would be completely like, different than anything you've <laughs> done. Yeah, it's like before. it's the same. It's the same. Uh, you know, thing as Harry Potter fans calling for Quidditch stuff, like. Oh my God! Don't even get me. Going. That's what I'm saying, though. Like Star Wars and pod racing and Harry Potter and Quidditch <sighs> is like they're they're so parallel with each other. Like, why don't we? Like, why don't we have that stuff more? Like, I get it. They want to tell these stories with like the lightsabers and the clones and all that stuff, but you can't tell me that a like a like a Star Wars, whether it be a live action series, maybe a special presentation an animated show based around racing would not do well. No. Like, I'm sorry, but look at the amount of money the Fast and Furious movies make. And those movies and suck. 
and half of them aren't even actual racing. It's like the no, first two. And, they, and they're terrible, <laughs> but like they make money. Yeah. You're telling me you put you put Star Wars over the top of it, it wouldn't do well. Come on. Yeah. Lucasfilm, get your ish family. Get you get your ish. It's very much about family. Literally I nine movies dedicated to one family. I'm saying. Andy, it's... you're so right. The internship quidditch scene is incredible. You are so right. I don't know what that is. It's a movie called The Internship with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. I know the movie, but I don't know. There's a scene where they play Quidditch. Super (laughs) funny. It's so... Our version of Quidditch, I should say. At uh, Sac State, they had a Quidditch team that if you ever went outside the gym, they'd be running around on brooms and stuff. And I'm like... (laughs) So stupid. The very first day, like, that I was there, I I think it was registration. I I saw it, and I'm like, yes. And I'm on FaceTime with my sister. She goes don't you dare <laughs> like she's like you it's want ridiculous. people to like you at the school yeah. i'm like oh, yeah i mean you're essentially you're, you're essentially playing a lacrosse at that point with a broom between your legs so um all right brian before we get off any tangents here any any final thoughts on the first four episodes of bad batch maybe episode four yes. specifically episode yes okay we clearly got a setup that uh, <coughs> there's no betrayal oh 100 She's 100% going to betray. I would not be surprised if Rampart figures out she's there or they're there. You're speaking on Sid, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Um, And gives the like, either you tell us where they are or we're shutting you down type thing. And it's like her me situation. And she's like, she just goes, sorry, I can't. Well, and they they can't work for Sid forever. Mm -mm. And, um, it's either they just leave or something happens. And more than likely how Star Wars goes, something happens. So hundred percent. Um because Crosshair yeah, never went there ever. No. So he no. I would not be surprised if he ends up finding her and just I mean, I it definitely I definitely think that when the time comes, whenever they start to cross pa- cross paths again, uh Rampart's gonna send Crosshair, obviously, because he knows the connection between the characters. So yeah. Um, whether he's leading an old battalion of his or not, I'm not sure, but it's once again going to be Crosshair versus Batch. But the question becomes, is it once again going to be Batch leaving Crosshair behind or is Crosshair going to finally get his senses together and and rejoin the Batch? So, um, yeah, I mean, it, so I'm going to bring up Andy's comment here. I think she might be doing sure. something dodgy. Uh, but I doubt she will sell them out to the Empire. Remember, Sid worked for the Jedi. She's not that bad. Well, maybe there's someone on the inside who might sell them, and Sid had nothing to do with it. Maybe that's the case. Yeah, I maybe mean, someone is working under Sid or around Sid that kind of gets whiff of it, and that's how it's uh, pushed. Some, out some form. She's of shady, the- but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely yeah. shady. But some form of betrayal will happen. Maybe maybe betrayal is not the right word. Maybe like tragedy. I wouldn't go. Tragedy sounds way worse than or no. Well, I mean, tragedy, maybe not. But like betrayal just sounds to me like someone's going to turn on them. It may not be someone turning on them. It may just be like something happens and they can't go back. I don't know. Like maybe Sid gets captured or or like the Empire infiltrates her or something, you know, like I think it's um, literally what I if I had to put money down, you think, think Sid's gonna sell it, sell him out? Yeah, because because her livelihood is risked or something yeah, like that. Possibly. Where 
I mean, I'm never going to say never, especially with a character who kind of operates in the, you know, underworld a little bit. Um, I think it'll be more that she gets put in a rock in a hard place where it's like, Oh, it, 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 okay. Or... That is more believable than just her selling him out. Oh yeah. No, I don't think that it's okay, just going to be that, a straight so that, That's much more believable than just straight up selling him out. No, no, no. I think it's going to be like, either you do this or you tell us where they are or yeah. something bad is going to happen. And she's just, I, I'll believe that much more than just a straight sellout. So yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah I'll no, agree I don't think, that. I don't think Rampart's going to be like, tell them where they are over there. Like, mm -hmm. no, I don't think it's that it's, it's, it's they're going to get put in a rock in a hard place. Yeah. Cause I mean, is. they've made her a lot of money. So hundred percent. So I don't, and I, they've been very valuable to them. So yeah. Like you said, she's not a, she's, She's shady, not, but she's not like an evil yes, character. Shady is a good word. She's shady, but she isn't. Gonna... She's not a villain. She's just no. shady. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. Um. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up, everybody. Our our four episode plus Harry Potter coverage today on the Fandalorian <laughs> Club. Um. No. Uh, no. We appreciate just for you. Yeah. No. We appreciate all you guys joining. Uh. Who are watching live? Uh. Again, we'll be here every Wednesday covering the Bad Batch. Mm -hmm. um and then eventually we'll have to figure out how we're going to do mandalorian on top of that but we have six weeks to figure that out uh so yeah join us every wednesday right here it'll i'm not going to say i guarantee but 99 says it'll be five o'clock every time it all depends on work for us uh sometimes we get home a little later than five o'clock so it might be five five, like five thirty. 30. yeah it'll be between the five or five thirty time uh but Pacific we'll be here for about time. yeah We'll, we'll be here for about a half hour, hour discussing everything Bad Batch and uh, going through uh, Star Wars. So we're excited to do so. Get back into the fold of the galaxy far, far away and have a little fun talking about it. So thank you guys so much for joining us, as always. Uh, you can join us every week on Apocalypse Now on Tuesday, 7 o'clock Pacific. Yesterday we did movie trivia, which was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, we covered the Mandalorian trailer, speaking of Star Wars. And we got a ton of other videos coming out on the channel. Uh, go check those out. Um, and then again, yeah, Fandalorian Club is every Wednesday. So uh, we appreciate you guys. Stay safe. Have a great rest of your week, and we will catch you guys next time.